0: Lifeway. Lifeway, Leadership. Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Henner. Welcome to the One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for Gospel Centre Ministry every Monday. Just before we launch in, I'd love to let you know about a few
1: church planting conferences in person that are coming up in the next uh, month or so. Uh, There's two of them I want to mention. The first one is in Brisbane on 22nd of November. It's at Queensland Theological College. Uh, Gary Miller is going to be speaking. Uh, Planters, potential planters, people who are looking, thinking through what it looks like to multiply are going to be there. Uh, 22nd November in Brisbane come along uh, the other one is in Sydney on the 17th of November just the week before at Scott's Presbyterian Church in the heart of the city just near Wynyard uh, Dave Jensen is going to be opening the Bible for us talking about mission and evangelism uh, we're going to be doing at both of these conferences uh, sharing our network learnings the things that we've surveyed and learned from our 100 plus networked uh, churches and so we would love you to come along to those go to genevapush.com forward slash Events for details and registration.
0: Derek, can I just ask who should come to these events?
1: Well, you can come. Is that what you're asking? You want to come? Oh,
0: <laughs> I'm going to you... be. Th- I'm going to oh, be there in will. Sydney. You will. I don't I think will. I'm going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to get up to uh, Queensland. No, to,
1: and vice versa me. Uh, well, obviously everyone can come to these events. We particularly would love to talk to people who even have an inkling about reaching the lost. If that's your heart, come to these. Uh, you don't have to think. Oh, you know, you may not think you're the atypical planter or the typical planter. You may have never thought about planting, but these events are for people who want to
0: reach the lost, and so we'll be talking about that. That's at the heart of these events. So if you've got an inkling, we want to see you.
1: Yes, just like the. You remember Old Woodley? No, that's <laughs> don't put that in the intro anyway.
0: <laughs> but for now, you've pressed play on another episode of the One Thing Church Calendar 2022. Alrighty, church calendars, that's an
1: exciting topic, isn't it? Oh, I'm excited already. Oh, everyone loves calendars. Uh, (laughs) Can I say, just an aside, Google have this little thing they've, they've introduced. I was talking to Scott about this the other day. Insights into the side of their calendar. You can see how much time you spend with people each month and each week, who's taking up your time, where the time is going. Now, church calendars, as you lay them out, while they may not be as detailed as Google's, uh, brand new insights button on their calendar. The thing they do is help you understand where your energy and where your time is going. Now, they can be as detailed or as simple as you want, but it's that big rock thing for calendars. If you uh, are intentional about it and you put the things in that align with your strategic priorities and goals around maturing the saints and reaching the lost, if you put them in early, then you'll have a better chance of driving towards that place that you want to drive. And so church calendars, while it may not sound sexy, while it may not sound all that interesting, are absolutely key uh, for uh, getting you to where you want to go. So getting in early, planning out the big things. You don't have to make it too detailed, but you just put the big
0: rocks in there. So that's why we're talking about church calendars. And and today, really, we, we want to sort of give you some key principles for thinking about calendars. And so I want to sort of kick off with the first one, which is uh, reflect on what you are currently uh, doing. So I want you to pull out 2021 calendar, uh, have a think about it, look at all the major events that, are, that were in there, uh, see if you can see some regular patterns and regular things that you have in your current calendar. So uh, the first thing is to reflect on what you have just done in terms of 2021 And I know for some that it's going to be a very different year to, um, you know, to what you normally experience. Uh, But it's really important to do that reflection first because I think what happens often with our church calendars is that we just keep adding. uh, And one of the things we want to really push into today is actually uh, really being intentional about your calendar. And so only adding in what is actually going to help you uh, see mission happen and also see your strategic you know goals and priorities happen as well so what we're going to do first is is really get you to think through what has been uh, happening over this last year and really think about what you ought to remove from your calendar
1: yeah that's the hard thing isn't it what do you what do you cut out that's always the hard thing in ministry what don't you do um but then sticking to that, I think, is the so other it's, thing. So it,
0: it's really interesting. We were consulting with this uh, with this one church. They had uh, over the course of a year, 48 events uh, in their calendar, um, <laughs> and it was interesting. We we just challenged them on that, that. They were they were sort of planning an event every eight days. That was on top of you know weekly small groups, on top of the weekly gathering, uh, on top of elders meetings and everything else. They had 48 other events through the course of the year. Now that is just too much. And so the first thing I'd say is, you know pair back but also just assess and sit back you know what have you done last year what's worked what hasn't worked just just do that sort of high level analysis
1: yeah, and when we're talking to planters and we're helping them think about this, obviously you're starting from a quite a small uh, team at the start and it's a really helpful exercise because obviously you want to do everything but the the you want to do the minimum viable dose in this in the calendar and you want to, as you lay them out, see how one thing leads to another and you can do that with four events, four major events a year. You don't even have to run four but if you do it with four, the you can do fewer events have a greater
0: impact. It doesn't have to forty eight. That's impressive. Wow, <laughs> it is impressive. So uh, the the second the second principle that we want to sort of push into is is actually putting in mission first. Uh, so what do we what do we mean by putting in mission first, Derek?
1: Well, I think and look, this would be a good discussion. A staff team, right here. Do do people do? Is this how you would want to do it? Putting mission in first. When we're talking about that, uh, we're thinking about. If our goal is to reach people, obviously we want to mature people within the church as well, but you know, as we're thinking about what things we're going to do within the course of the year in order to reach the people that are around us who absolutely need Jesus, we want to put those key events in first and shape other things around it. Um, so you don't put everything on and then drop out the things that you want, you put mission in and then work out with the energy and the time and the resources you
0: have remaining what else you can do so so by mission you mean uh, put in your sort of key conversion engine components like you're introducing you know people to jesus course and a follow-up course work out in the times of the year when you're going to hold that uh, and put put those in as a as a priority thing that you're going to promote talk about and put energy to as a um, you know as a church planning team and as a as a staff team or a leadership team in in a church
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, for example, uh, we're just thinking at our church what next year 2022 looks like at the moment, and the first thing we're putting in our calendar is post-Easter running the life course. Christian explained. It'll follow from Easter. Now, I don't have an idea. I have hardly any idea what is happening the rest of the year, but I know that's happening,
0: and I know how much resources that's going to take, so that's the first thing that goes in. Really helpful. So I want to bring in the third principle that we want to talk about, which is actually connect the dots. Uh, Or be intentional about your other events. So you've just helpfully highlighted uh, Easter's happening. It's going to happen in in April this year. It's early on in April. uh, But you're going to follow up Easter with a a life course. So you're sort of introducing Jesus course. Um, Now, why are you following it up after Easter? Why why aren't you doing it in February? Uh, Why aren't you doing it in September?
1: Well, every place is going to be different. So some places might run in February, and that, that's how in terms of them connecting with people and people coming out and exploring uh, who Jesus is and asking questions, that may be the time. Uh, for us, I think in our context, we are in a historic building um, and so we're going to make a, hopefully make a big thing of Easter. And we have people who may not come to church, come to Easter. And so we're going to drive towards Easter, talking to people about praying, inviting your friends. And from that, at Easter, we'll make a big deal about inviting people to that evangelistic course. And so the calendar flow is we're we're leading up to Easter. We're talking at Easter about the evangelistic course afterwards. But we won't again later in the year, but just as we're talking about this particular time, it flows in terms of the movement of people, what people do with our church in our context, that's when we're going to put it.
0: So that's really helpful. Uh, a helpful thing to do is actually to think, what is actually going on in the life of church? So Christmas, Easter, they're generally you know, big times in the year where a lot of people come to church. Uh, likewise, you know Mother's Day, Father's Day are, are those points in time. So for that second time in the year, we're going to be sort of running your conversion engine might be really helpful to think about. We, we might want to add in a couple of connection events, a couple of contact events that will actually build some momentum for inviting people into that um, evangelistic course that we're going to run. Uh, so Easter kind of is the natural space for that. But in the second half of the year, uh, you might need to actually put on some intentional events. I just want to play a clip from Hunter Bible Church uh, where you can sort of hear how they communicate and speak to their church about their sort of mission calendar and their mission calendar driving their events through the course of the year. Let's just take a quick listen.
2: At Hunter Bible Church, we want to be a church that is on mission to Newcastle, a church that is sharing the great news of Jesus with those people we are personally connected to. How do we do that? Well, one way is through a whole bunch of events we roll out during the summer season. These events are all designed to be stepping stones to help you invite your friends to engage with Jesus. It all kicks off with Carols in Lambton Park. This is a fantastic night and a really easy invite to make. But Carols is not just about the night itself. We run Carols to raise the profile of Jesus in our city and also to make your next invitation that little bit easier. Wave Kids Club. Every year we see hundreds of kids join us for WAVE in January and we want your kids friends to join us there too. But not just your kids friends. Our hope is that by becoming familiar with more and more people around church, your friends might be much warmer to the idea of joining us in the WAVE coffee tent. But the coffee tent is not an end in itself either. That's just the beginning. From the coffee tent to church and from church to our life series. Our prayer is that by putting on all of these events, we are providing the space for bold invitations and great conversations about life with Jesus. Who is your next invitation to?
0: So we've said put mission first, but how, how do you build your calendar out with uh, your church's priority sort of, you know, being a focus? That's a great question.
1: I think the first thing is you got to, um, you have to know the area you're in, like you have to understand how people operate and tick in the context you're in, in order to. Now we we talk, you use these words before. Some people may not have come in in contact with these words, but the ideas of contact events. That is, the they're very light touch. So they're making people aware. Um, and then thinking through uh, how it is you connect people broadly to the life of the church and things that are going on, and then the connect events um, where there's a, a much more uh, intimate kind of relationship being formed. You, you've talked about the conversion, in which is often the life course, Christian explained. Um, but part of it is allowing for both the seasons in the context you're in and understanding how a major contact event, so we have Riverside up here in Brisbane, and it's just fireworks in town, and at the church on that overlooks the city, amazing views. And so we just invite everyone from the community to come and stand on the back of the church and look. Just a contact event. That's all, very light touch. But that will hopefully flow into other things that follow after that uh, around the things that we do, around helping people see what the life of the church is about, that the life course is coming up. So understanding the seasons of our church and community and the seasons of our lo- uh, ch- uh, you know, what's happening uh, with us as well, the other things that are going on in church, helps us plan the calendar in such a way that it's not overwhelming, but one thing builds upon another.
0: Excellent, excellent. So again, uh, being, being uh, you know, I guess eyes open, thinking about what is just already existing. You don't have to add that to your calendar. it's It's already there. It's actually using it as a, a connection or a contact event to actually feed into uh, into church life. The final thing is that you want you want your calendar actually to uh, be aware of your church's priorities. So, for example, next year I know a number of churches will probably uh, have as a strategic priority the importance of rebuilding community uh, post COVID. So they might make a big deal about you know a vision Sunday next year uh, or a family Sunday next year uh, on site in order to sort of Build momentum for sort of getting people back, uh, back to church. Or uh, you might uh, you might put in the calendar next year, um, a, a house party or a weekend away, uh, because we've had sort of a couple of years of, of actually not being able to do you know rich and deep community. So that's something you might actually plan, be intentional about. We're going to put that on this year at the start of the year uh, because we really want to be uh, be purposeful uh, about that. Um, the other thing to say is that, that often uh, there, might be see, there might be seasons that just naturally occur and, and big events, but you actually might uh, put in, say, a kid's holiday club uh, or a, a mission uh, event uh, or in, an instructional workshop or, or of a type that's got an evangelistic edge uh, in order to, again, build momentum for, uh, for your conversion engine. Now, now, Derek, one of the things in our church calendar is there are a lot of things that just happen on repeat. Uh, They're just, you know, obviously there's the Sunday gatherings, you know, or the the weekend gatherings each week. But what are some other sort of just always on, keep them on repeat events that should fill up your calendar as well?
1: Well, I've mentioned one of them, the whatever Christianity sport course you want to run. um, I I reckon depending on how many resources you've got, try to aim for twice a year. I think that's, that's helpful. If you can only run it once, that's the resource you've got. Okay, that's the way it is. But if you can aim for two, that's great. Um, uh, membership or integration course some some way to help those who are new as well uh, understand what your church is on about and get on board with mission, mission with you is really key uh, if you can run that um, every term particularly at the start of the year is absolutely key when people join you or sorry whenever people join you in your church at the start of the year for us uh, run that membership course so people don't have to wait six months in order to understand what your church is about and to where they're going to come as regularly as you can run that, uh, run those things. So you put those blocks in, uh, you understand the resources and you see how one flows to the other. If you run a membership course um, and then the next step for people might be one of two things, one either joining a small group or doing Christian Explored, understanding how those things fit together is key and you can map that out on a calendar. So just to be clear as well, when I say course, you don't have to have a six-week 10-week curriculum with you know a certificate presented at the end for this uh, membership course. It can be one. We used to do it just a lunch afterwards. Um, in fact, we used to do it supper afterwards. It was half an hour. People asked questions, but it just helped people on board with what we were doing and helped me as well uh, triage people to know how best to help them make their next step.
0: Now, the final principle uh, in the whole calendar process is this is a team event. This is not something that you do alone. Uh, this can be a real, really helpful time for clarifying vision and clarifying your strategic goals. A really helpful time as well uh, to see and understand all these other sort of things and important events that happen, you know, in the course of uh, in course of church life that you may not be aware as a church leader. And so, I'd encourage you to, um, you know, pull in your, you know, your leadership team, uh, and pull in a number of, you know, wider people so that you can actually uh, help. Uh, yourself, you know, think into and actually cast vision through this process of setting your calendar.
1: There's no I in calendar, is there, Scott? No I in calendar. Uh, I've got to, sorry, I've
0: got to think about that. There is an I in diary, though, but we're talking about
1: calendars. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, what's the one thing you want to say about church calendars in 2022? Uh,
0: church calendarization is a team event that needs to have mission as its priority alright just a few things in the toolbox today Uh, the first one episode 24 which is a long time ago
1: of the one thing episode 24 it's called making your mission calendar Sam Hilton from Hunter Bible Church that clip we heard he works there Uh, you can go and listen to that that's a a helpful episode to listen to Uh, the last thing uh, Scott you've been working a lot of churches as they think through how to uh, put together their calendar and how it all fits Uh, talk to us about that
0: so we could do a, an online mission consult for you. So if you want to bring your team, we can uh, run that online or run that in person as well. So uh, check out reachaustralia.com.au forward slash church consulting uh, and register our interest and we'll come and work with your team uh, to do a mission consult.
1: Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I'm Derek Hanna.
0: I'm Scott Sanders.
1: Chat soon.